Welcome to another episode of the OC Podcast. I am your host, Ricky Valero. On today's episode, we're going to continue on our episode-by-episode watch of the OC. We're going to tackle Season 1, Episode 9, The Heights. As always, I am joined by my co-host here and partner in crime, Kenzie. How are you today? I'm good. This was such a good episode. Like, so much happened. I was Love it. I wasn't sure what to expect. You know, last episode we had a we had a you know a solid episode. I would say, you know what I mean, the rescue, but uh, the heights I feel like was a little bit better. We're getting a lot more into the character development of certain places, um, but I really I really enjoyed myself. Um, as we have a really like we have a house divided. We've got we got all sorts of crazy so things much. going on and so much to dive into. But but. Kenzie's favorite part of the week each and every week is me reading off the synopsis of the episode. That <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready. IMDb. <laughs> All right. So obviously season one, episode nine is called The Heights. Here is our synopsis. Calculus, AP English, history, the ways of the human heart. <laughs> <laughs> Not everything learned at Harbor High is on, on the schedule of classes. The Cohen Casa is a house divided when Sandy takes an environmental case against Kirsten's father. That is our synopsis. <laughs> who, who wrote this? What is this? I don't understand. It's like a schedule. Like I'm surprised they didn't sneak in times like AP calculus, 9 a.m. Like homeroom. Like, and then why do they call it the Cohen's Casa? <laughs> like just say house. <laughs> I don't understand. This is really weird. This oh, is a really bad man. one. Two like thumbs down. Casa. I love Two it. Two thumbs down. Not just... And like, I've never heard it called Harbor High. It's just Harbor. <laughs> no one calls it Harbor High. Even oh. like the, um, when they reference the public school, they don't even call it like a high school. They say like Newport Union. No one has ever in the history of discussing the OC called it Harbor High. Oh, man. All of my notes, I was like, oh, my God, Harbor. I didn't say Harbor High. (laughs) I'm pretty sure their sweatshirts just say Harbor. It's not called Harbor High. (laughs) I hate this. (laughs) I'm really worked up. All right, folks, that was the episode for the day. That was it. <laughs> Stay in. <laughs> We're going to have a whole episode dedicated to renaming each one of these episodes with our own synopsis. I just, it's oh, really yeah. bad. This is not that a good description. I, I love the rants about um, how terrible our uh, synopsises are each and every week. because I don't is, know what's going on. It's bad, right? You know what I mean? I'm just... It's, I'm it's surprised, crazy. like, the one, the description for, like, or the synopsis for, like, the episode of The Rescue wasn't, like, hospital, bracelet, <laughs> like, what is happening? Give us, like, bullet list things to describe high school. They try to get clever with It Can't Stand Mexico being a play of the words from whatever, you know, says yeah. as what happens in Mexico. Says, you know, and then not after heartbroken Marissa took all those pills. Like, that was... <laughs> This is up. This is up there, though. It's one of the worst ones. Yes, very much so. Because first off, why do you start off with calculus, AP English, and history? And then on the flip side, who says the Cohen Casa? And then also so says Harbor High. Like you just have so much. Too many bad takes in this synopsis. Oh, 
All right, we're going to transition to the opening of the episode, which sees Kirsten call, which is hilarious, right? She calls Seth everything under the, like, she goes, it's so horrible, funny. dope, like, and then of course she settles on rad. And then Sandy comes in the room and she goes to Sandy, doesn't Seth look rad? It's and so funny. He says, you do look rad. Mad props, son. Mad props, son is one of the best quotes. It's so good. Ever. Especially because Sandy does this thing where he is aware he's not being cool. Like he's aware he's being annoying, but you can tell he's like, "Am I being cool?" Yes. Like, he's like, "Am I?" He's like, "You know what? I am cool." Because like he's he's he thinks he's cool in his head, but at the same mm-hmm. time, like he wants to be cool to his kids, you know, and yeah. everybody else, you know. He wants to be the funny guy, as we, you know he, which he is. But it, you know, at the yeah. same time, he like he but he laughs at his own jokes. He's one of those it's guys. So funny. It's so good. So funny. Um, just an interesting morning at the Coens there. Um, we we transition to old uh, Jimmy Cooper's house. Um, so funny. I love um, his PJs. <laughs> the PJs are just like so good. They are. Um, who makes French toast in the oven? Well, I love the summer is like okay way future episodes they talk about summer doesn't know how to cook but she's like um first off don't put it in the oven <laughs> like <laughs> and then it's so Cooper, funny chef. it's so funny like um summer and jimmy's relationship has always been like weird like it hasn't yeah. been a normal like your best friend's dad i don't know it, they've just written it really weird but then somehow she's comfortable enough to make this joke in front of him where she's like i'm not sure who i'm more worried about between like Jimmy and Marissa. And I'm like, they haven't like established they have that kind of like no. Like it was really weird. And then Jimmy didn't react very weird. Like he reacted like that's a normal thing for Summer to say. And I'm like, she was just literally taking her shirt off being like, I hope your dad walks in. Right. Like two episodes ago. Like what's going on? Like so weird. But it was really funny. It was and like who makes it in the oven? Like did he make it on the stovetop and then be like, I'm going to make it a little crispy and like put it in the oven to like crisp? I, I was wondering maybe he didn't have any, maybe Pots he didn't have pan. any pans is what yeah. I was thinking. So possibly he thought I'm going to throw it in the oven, which theoretically you could technically make it in the oven. You know, you could technically. Should I have tried that as research before you, we recorded? I feel like we failed ourselves. Yeah. I'm not you know what? I, I'll try it one day. I'll try it. Um, the Jimmy Cooper French toast, my new special. <laughs> we're going to make our own OC cookbook after this show. Can you imagine? Oh my god. It's just like Sandy's bagels, Marissa's oh. mac and cheese, and then Ryan's grilled cheese. If you're listening to this in the next six months, if we see on Amazon <laughs> Prime an OC cookbook, we are coming with lawyers. Sandy Cohen yeah. will be representing us in this tackling of cases. Like, but will it be Sandy Cohen public defender or will it be Sandy Cohen, whatever <laughs> firm he works at now? It's definitely going to be an aggressive. Sandy yeah. Cohen. So definitely the new, um, the new big paycheck. Yes. Um, we transition back into the uh, Cohen's house here. I, <laughs> I love, <laughs> I love Seth. They're talking about how grand school's going to be. And then he goes, every year, some big water polo guy pees in my shoe. And then he stops himself. No, just kidding. Bull shoes. Bull shoes. It's so funny. I just love that, like, uh, 
they're like trying to like hype it up and then seth is like it's not great guys like i'm the one that goes there like it's not a good school don't tell ryan that but they're like not trying to say it but they have this look on their face like i think it'll be different for ryan like when all actuality no it's it's gonna be worse. so funny he's literally like aren't you he's like you're not nervous we're just going to school with like 300 lukes i was like oh my god <laughs> it was really funny oh yes uh of course then we watch uh we see Summer and Marissa kind of walk into school. Marissa, you know, Summer downplaying to Marissa what's really going to happen when it's she gets so sad. Like, but what I did love here, I did love Summer standing up for Marissa. That was a very yeah. Uh, she was such an aggressive wing woman. Yes, Just and I like, really appreciated that. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. I finally understand why they're good friends. The whole season so far, nine episodes, they're like. They're such great friends. I'm like, why? Summer like tried to hook up with Luke. That's exactly that's one of my like, ne my next points here is I was looking, I was like, wait a minute, didn't I write this down before I said it? And I did. Uh, and then I obviously with the sweet moment between Ryan and Marissa, right? You know what I mean? Just a little sweet little little sweet little moment. But and then Summer cusses Luke out, which okay. So funny. Okay. Hilarious. Right. So funny. But wasn't she trying to take over? Oh, Coop's spot at the at the ball. You know what I mean? Yeah, like she was like, trying to wasn't she previously talking about how great Luke is, even though like we haven't even addressed the situation that Summer actually knew that Luke was cheating. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like she has known this, right? You know what I mean? Like I, I'm very, not saying Summer's not being a good friend right now, because she was. But But is it to make up for it? Right. It's it's the Kirsten special, as I like to coin it. <laughs> Leave Kirsten alone. <laughs> I, I, can't. I can't. It's all. It's only going to get worse for Kirsten. It's only getting worse for Kirsten this episode. This episode right here. All right. Sorry. Uh, oh, speaking of which, next scene. Um, next scene, we have Sandy and Kirsten. You know, they got the house to themselves here. I like when she's like, mornings used to be our time. Because to me, mornings are chaotic for everyone. How was yeah. that ever their time? Especially when Seth was younger, how was it their time? Yeah, it made no sense to me because you think, mm. yeah, I mean, it had to have been at least, like, they've had a kid, right? Their yeah. entire, like, the, the, the last. I guess Seth years. kind of probably took care of himself. He was probably like one of those, like, 10-year-olds that was, like, 45, you know? Ready? He was on the bus and ready to go at, like, yeah, you know, like he was an hour early. yeah. So maybe, but I just like that um, he like shoots himself in the foot by calling Rachel attractive. Oh my God. I should have found an attractive coworker years ago. That was hilarious, but oh, also covered the my dumbest eyes. thing you could have ever said. But he does backtrack really well. Um, yeah. I, I, I just have my issues with Kirsten in the back of my head. You hate she, Kirsten. I, Why? Oh, why? Because she's lying to my man, right? You know what I mean? She's, but, she's criticizing okay, my, Summer she's criticizing. Later, Summer brings up it, what he doesn't know won't hurt him. Summer says this. But, like, to be fair, Jimmy's already going through a lot. And, like, they've already, like, discussed it. I think I she should tell them making out. No, Jimmy and Kirsten discussed it. Yeah, let's just leave just out think, the husband. But like, I just think in this specific situation, Jimmy has so much going on. Like his daughter overdosed, was in the hospital. 
His wife is leaving oh, him. Sure. He is broke. Like he has a lot of changes going on. My and like, when was she issue, supposed to tell him when my like only issue is this. My only issue is she is holding it over his head about Rachel, right? Is that her name? Yes. But like he, like she keeps catching him alone with her when he's not supposed to be. And like, he's not supposed to be though. I don't know if you say I'm going out to dinner with the team and it's just her and they're drinking. Maybe that's her team. You know, I mean, I look, that's not not just your team. But she shows up with Jimmy. Because he needed a lawyer. (laughs) I mean, we. If uh, you needed a lawyer and like someone was like, I'll give you a ride. Like, what are they going to do? Take two separate cars? They're neighbors at that point. I hear you. I hear what you're saying. You just really hate Kirsten. And it has to stop. <laughs> Kirsten is not a bad person. Oh, my God. Yes. <sighs> She's not a bad person. We like Kirsten. I like Kirsten. I don't hate her. I just I admire issues. Kirsten. <laughs> I just have issues with some of her um, finagling of things that she does is my only issue with her. I don't know because she does a I lot know, behind I, Sandy's coat. Sandy. I know how this show goes down, and Sandy is not the most faithful husband. I'm not saying that Sandy is perfect, right? You know what I mean? He Rebecca, had a bad episode. Rebecca. We had a bad episode. Okay. We yeah, this is not a good Sandy episode. Leading up to yes, I'm it, just did you just say it's not a good Sandy episode. Are oh you kidding? Oh man! Oh man! We're having our first fight in the middle of the I know. podcast because I really like Kirsten. I don't hate Kirsten. I just Kirsten is a great um, first like working mother character for me. Like I remember watching her young, yeah, and being absolutely. like, "You can work and like have a kid and have the life." Don't put, don't be putting words in my mouth. I never said she couldn't have any but, of those things. Women are amazing at what they do. But, but she, she is a good. Mother. She she lets Sandy do what he wants, and like he lets her do what they want. They just need communication. All she did was like leave something out. But I honestly think all she's if, done like, in like nine episodes is lie. It, it hasn't been nine episodes. <laughs> well, we're up to nine episodes, so that's but. But, like, I think if Jimmy had kissed her and not all that other stuff was going on, she would have told Sandy. I think it was because, like, she couldn't add more to Jimmy's plate. And Jimmy needed a lawyer and Sandy was helping him. Sandy would not have helped him. And then Jimmy would have been, like, like have, like, lifelong consequences with his children. Because he couldn't afford a lawyer. So, like, how was he going to get legal advice? How's he going to get legal advice from Sandy, though? But, like, Sandy isn't. Sandy's, Sandy helped him find an SEC lawyer. Sandy's helping him with, like, a divorce lawyer. Like, I hear you. I'm just I saying. I just think if he had kissed him and he real. wasn't getting a divorce and he, there was a lot about giving $100,000. He didn't, she didn't lie. She just didn't tell him. (laughs) Exactly. No, but like she didn't. Hiding it. I apologize. It wasn't like he asked her and she said, no. Like the second he found out, she's like, let me explain. Yeah. explain. It's my money. I just think you're a Kirsten (laughs) hater. 
Oh man. All right. Where were we at? Oh, we're transitioning now into, um, they are walking, uh, Seth and summer are walking down the steps into school or into the school. The school is nicer than like the college I went to. Like they they're walking down the steps of Harbor high. No. (laughs) (laughs) Harbor. They're walking down the steps there. And, um, he said, (laughs) she's so mean to him. He said that if you care to join me for lunch today, I can arrange an open chair for you. And she said, there's nothing but empty chairs at your table. So mean. So, so such a burn. Um, And then Anna's back. Anna's Welcome back. back. Welcome back, Anna. Um, shout she out literally to was like one episode. My good friend, Samir Armstrong. She's in one episode, disappeared. I was like, where is Anna? Like four, Did she it, move? four or five episodes? The last one she's in was the Cotillion, and then she kind of disappeared. And I was like, "Where is Anna?" Yeah, now she's back. Four, episode four, and she's back in episode nine. That's kind of weird, considering she weird played such in- a pivotal role in that yeah. episode. It was really weird. But she's um, back. Great banter between Summer and Anna. I love their chemistry that they have together. You know, obviously it's that hate chemistry, but I love yeah. their. I love the chemistry between. It's really uh, funny. Bilson and Armstrong there because they're just they're witty because as soon as she comes out step you interrupted me you know what I mean and then Anna hits her with like you're interrupting with insults and blah 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 it was pretty so funny. funny um I'll tell you what that's one thing I, not to say that but I feel like she Anna the, Anna's character really brings a different dynamic to the show that I think really kind of livens up the episode because you have Marissa you have the kind of goody two shoes and then you have Summer who's just Summer it's 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 nice to have a different personality within our branch of main characters for the time being. Yeah. It's like they heighten the whole, she's from the East coast and not from the West coast. Absolutely. Um, this is where we transition into um, the lawyer, Rachel. Once uh, Sandy. To- I can't wait for you to be like, go Rachel, screw Kirsten. Like, <laughs> Oh, the Balboa wetlands. Wait till you wait till you hear who my MVP is. No, if um, it's Rachel, I will. Okay, <laughs> I'm kidding. Or am I? All right. So she, Rachel, wants Sandy to take on the case. Obviously, it's her dad's associate. Obviously, we've got some juicy details to come. Um, Sandy questioning things like I would as well. You know, is this the only reason you brought me on? And of course, she says no, which I don't really believe her. But you know what I mean. It's it is what it is. So the interesting dynamic here is this, right? We know how much uh, Sandy hates Kirsten's dad, right? She you even know. brings it up. She's like, they like you because you hate him so much. Exactly. And I'm like, how do people know that you hate your father-in-law? That is, it's kind of weird because he's very nice to him in public. Yeah. Nice to him out and about. The only person that really knows is your Kirsten. Feel- is Kirsten and obviously Seth, you know what I mean? But outside of that, but even with Seth, he's like nice to him in front of Seth. It's just like, well, yeah. But when they know. think Seth's not around, but everybody knows like your kids overhear stuff like Seth, that. Seth overhears everything. Yeah. Seth like can hear me right now. Exactly. <laughs> it's creepy when you're listening. But yeah, but no, it's really it weird. It is because, and like, there's no way, that. there's no way this is not the largest conflict of interest ever <laughs> in the history of history. Because like, not all, so like, this is what really bothers. Like, I don't have a problem with Rachel, but I have a problem with like, she's just like, kind of like 
who cares about your wife? And I'm like, it's his wife. They have a child together. They just took in another child. Like, maybe he cares about his wife because it's his family. Like, Absolutely agree with But that. she's like, it's not Kirsten's company. It's her father's company. And I'm like, okay. But, like, she's kind of running it while her dad is, like, dating 22-year-olds. Like, also, like come true. on. You're making strong cases right now for your uh, hatred. Pro, but I don't hate her. I just think, like, she... She's, she's a little skinny. She's just written very much in the sense of, like, she's trying to have an affair with a married man. And it's, like, because, like, later on, they kind of, like, rewrite her, and she's not as sleazy, and I like that better. But right now, she's written very, like, screw your wife. Like, I hate it. It drives me nuts. But she is so, like, it's not Kirsten's company. It's her father's company, and you hate him. And I'm, like, and then she's, like, and the the wetlands understand that you hate him. And I'm, like, how? How do they know that? It's so weird. Blew up the whole dynamic within a matter of five seconds. And if Kirsten is not part of it and she doesn't have, he doesn't have to worry about Kirsten being involved, then how come in the next episode, which I haven't watched yet, but I vividly remember, Kirsten's in the room when they're all negotiating. <laughs> Why is she there if it doesn't affect her? Exactly. It's so dumb. Also, like, where are the Balboa wetlands? Like Exactly. Oh, uh, yeah, it's 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 interesting. Dynamic. What is a swamp rose? Um yeah, exactly. He's, he's like talking about the ecosystem. He's like, there's swamp roses there. I'm like, what is a swamp rose? I'm gonna Google it. <laughs> Never seen a swamp rose. No. Um, we transitioned to Anna and Seth again. I think they're just adorable together, right? They're just they're they they have a dynamic about them that's cute and 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 I like that. You know what I mean? Um, I, I really, oh God, I dropped my phone. Um, I really enjoy their dynamic together. Um, so we have a little moment between them. And of course, Marissa bails on Ryan again, which is extremely sad. It's so sad. It makes me like so uncomfortable because sad Ryan just like really kills me. Yeah, he's got those puppy dog eyes that really just kind of make me sad. And it's really, really, really sad. And it's depressing and it's awful. Yeah, like, I just want to, like, make him feel better. Because he, like, has this look in his eyes. I'm like, poor Ryan. I hate it so much. Yeah, it's it's quite depressing to just kind of watch it. But I will say this. I will say one thing about this real quick, though. I will say that this was single-handedly probably the best Marissa moment we've ever had. Because yeah. she made a decision for herself. And that's one of the first times that she's really kind of done that and the for entire sure. time that we've watched the show, you know what I mean? Yeah. She really was like, no, I need to do this for me. Yes, and this shows you that Julie Cooper is the worst because she's not even in this episode, which is so bizarre. But um, Dr. Kim gives her this really great advice, and Dr. Kim isn't, like, looking down on Marissa for, like, having this overdose or her dad's problems or whatever that everyone else is looking down on Marissa for. She's like, you're a person like just do like you go to school here. This is your life. Like you want to quit this? Like that will change where you go to college. Like all this stuff. And Marissa really responds to a woman being positive to her. And if that's the way that Julie would parent her, maybe a lot of this other stuff wouldn't have been happening to Marissa. But Marissa didn't have that around her. And I think that's why she really does turn around and make like a better decision because like someone is being positive and on Marissa's side 
and not like yelling at Marissa, like you're lazy for quitting. Like she's like, listen, you can quit or you can keep going and have better things for yourself. Exactly. She knows she doesn't hold Marissa accountable for the actions of her parents, right? You know what I mean? A lot of what yeah. the downfall of what she's going through, partly some of her fault, obviously, with the boyfriend dynamic. But at the same time, like her parents are going through a divorce and her very publicly known uh, issues yeah. with her father and all this stuff. So it's not really held against her, which is really nice. And I really like I just like that moment because for me, it was like a, uh, I am you know, it's just, I am me, you know what I mean? Like this is, yeah. this is about Marissa. I want Marissa. She thought about herself, which was nice. You know what I mean? So, yeah. um, then we transitioned to, uh, um, Seth, not Seth, sorry, Sandy and, uh, Ryan talking, which is so funny. I love when Ryan goes Seth Cohen or Seth has his women. Cause he's like talking to Sandy about things. And he's like, why aren't you talking to Seth about this? He's like, Seth has his women. He's like, Seth Cohen, like it's so, so funny, because <laughs> like they're they have like cute father son moments, but like you could tell Sandy was like a little caught off guard. He's like really like opening up to him. It was just really funny for him to be like Seth has his women. He's like Seth Cohen. You <laughs> couldn't believe it. <laughs> he thought he was talking about somebody else. Not <laughs> definitely, definitely not his son there at all. It was um, so funny. Yeah, it was great. Um, and then we transition into. Luke showing up to uh I almost made Jimmy my MVP of the episode because just this for this moment. scene just yes. for this scene I didn't do it but I almost did it because like it was just so it was so great it was really well executed and can we talk about the nerve that of Luke of Luke saying if anybody knows anything about being in the doghouse he literally okay. just said that did I miss like a couple episodes or something because I've never seen Summer so comfortable joking around with Jimmy and then 10 minutes later we got Luke joking around with Jimmy everybody I was like, the beat on Jimmy like that's what this is it's like a beat on Jimmy show it's really weird um it made me so uncomfortable and I love that Jimmy was like just don't say it yeah don't, don't say it and I was like why would you even start to say this? <laughs> and it's not like it's uh it's not like two grown men talking. It's not like it's Sandy and Jimmy talking there, right? Yeah, like you if, know what I mean? Even if Sandy said it, I would be uncomfortable. But like right. Sandy's married and kind of has like this other layer of understanding. Like Exactly. And like you don't say that to someone when you're dating their daughter. Like, <laughs> exactly. like it was like whenever he said Like you uh, caused all this hurt to his daughter. Exactly. And like, it's, it's, it dates back to the stupidest things he says. Cause like in the middle of when they were having lunch that day and he said something about uh, how Jimmy stole all that money from everybody, you know, in the middle of lunch with Marissa, it's like, dude has no filter at all. You're trying to win her back right now. This is not it. My man. Not how you do it. <laughs> and my favorite part is like, he definitely knew Marissa was there. So he like definitely knew Marissa could hear him. Absolutely. It was Absolutely. really weird. It was really weird. But like Jimmy, like with the strong flex, was like made fun of his burning the French toast. It was like we're gonna have cereal today, and I was like, "Good call, Jimmy." Exactly. Good call. My really man, funny. You got smart. So this is something that I found interesting. Um, I've I've heard it a couple times in the episode, but I found finally felt the need to point it out. I love the transition of the subtle tone of the score, the little sounds in the background how it swiftly changes to this sweet and subtle and soft and warm little lovey-dovey, you know, moment that we have. Obviously, when that happens, you know you're getting Ryan Marissa, right? You know you're getting yeah. 
but I love how it it makes their moments together feel so important. Yeah, right? you know what I mean. Like it, it enhances because it calls your attention to like exactly what's about to happen. I'm watching the episode and I'm doing some stuff at the same time, obviously, right? You know, but you hear like I could hear that subtle switch, and I rewound it. And I was like, wait a minute. So then I hear it, and then obviously not to get too far ahead, but the, you transition into a moment with Seth, right? And it goes from this sweet, somber, lovey-dovey to this up, upbeat tempo yeah that's kind of faster that you you get the dynamic of okay we're transitioning into seth now but i yeah. love the utilization of the score to make it feel like every moment between ryan and marissa is what we're hoping for it to be it doesn't always yeah. end up that way but the score is just it's so it's like the little things that the show does right that i love i love it yeah i love their little theme music it's so cute it really is like, like it's really it's pure it and really it's just is. like this extra detail that like just exactly. makes this show so much better. This than, show like, should not have these details, right? No, it should like, not. It's so weird because I was because like I really like Gossip Girl also, but not the same way I like this show. But it's the same creators and stuff. But it does not have that layer like of detail to the show. And I'm like, is the like that's why we all like the OC so much because it's yeah. more than it has to be. Like the show could easily be like a teen soap opera, but it's not. It's much more than that. Because of little details like this. Absolutely. Also, to reiterate Marissa's question to Ryan here, where she lies to him. Yes. Just want to point that out. She yes. lied. She pulled what you think Kirsten does. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, cotton candy or funnel cake? Cotton candy. Oh, it's definitely funnel cake. Okay, yeah, me too. Because they both say cotton candy for sure. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's yeah, it's definitely fun. Funnel cake. cake. Yeah, I mean, like it's, it's not so even much closed. better. No, it's like I like even... cotton candy. Like you too. if someone was like, "Do you want cotton candy right now?" I'd be like, "Yeah, go go get it." But like, yeah. if you gave me a choice between cotton candy and funnel cake, I'm picking funnel cake. Yeah, ten, um, ten times. So yeah, Marissa and Ryan are like one of my favorite couples on the show. But I'm gonna give them both two thumbs down right now <laughs> for voting cotton candy. Yeah. Do not understand it. It, it, is it because it's like a cuter thing to eat? Like funnel cake is messy and like I don't know, but cotton candy's super sticky though. Yeah, I guess all over like you do that thing with your fingers where they can like get stuck together. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it, oh, this is a weird call. It it, it really is because like to me personally, and, like if I'm walking up and I have the choice between the two, ten out of ten times. It's, it's yeah. Also, like Especially who just hair. straight up just picks those two? Like what about churros? Like. You just skipped the best, fit, like, fair food of all time. Exactly. Like, what's going on here? Right. Whoever exactly. wrote this episode has never been to a car. To a fair. <laughs> Nowadays, it would have been, like, um, Corona? Funnel like funnel cakes or deep fried Oreos. Oh, my God. Beings from Oreos. Texas, like the state fair, like, they fry everything. Like, fried butter on a stick. Oreos? I've only had it once and it was life changing, but I had it at like some fancy restaurant, not like a fair. So I can't imagine them at a fair because I know it'd be way better. Oh, that's so I had them at like some like yeah, like I had it at like some fancy restaurant. And it was like all like pretty, and I was like, this is not what a deep fried Oreo is. <laughs> because I grew up in Texas. The dough was probably perfect. Yeah. Whenever on your plate, yeah. it probably looked perfect. It's like it wasn't like where like they give it to you and it's still like dripping and like <laughs> exactly. But like. I never went to the state fair growing up because I'm from Texas and like the state fair there is like the biggest deal in the world. 
but I only ever went to like, like I remember one time we went to see the Jonas Brothers because they're like from there and they played the state fair before they were very famous. And I remember that and I didn't try any of the food because I was vegan growing up. Didn't try anything like that. Just not my thing. But now that I'm older and like I can't really eat fried foods because my body is like absolutely not. All I want is a deep fried Oreo. Exactly. But when I could eat it and it didn't affect my body, like I'd stay like 90 pounds. I was like, no deep fried Oreos. Stay away. Now it's all I want. Um, deep fried Oreos. So Marissa Cooper, if you're putting together another fair, um, deep fried Oreos, funnel cakes, and yep. no Ferris wheel. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Definitely not. Which we'll get, get to <laughs> a little bit. Um, okay. So we get the dynamic. We're at the science table now, right? What, so funny. Seth, obviously Anna's sitting down. Seth goes to sit next to her, right? He hasn't, oddly enough, hasn't sit, hasn't sat down yet, right? It was, that was like a really weird thing. Like I wonder <laughs> if they filmed that scene a bunch and it like wasn't working and they were like, oh my God, just finished taping this. Because right. like, he would have sat down already, you know? 100% by now. Like, like it was, it was kind of way weird. too long. I bet um, this was like take like maybe David Fincher did this episode. It was like take 55 and they were like, oh, he was like, I can't, I can't do it. Like <laughs> yeah. splice together, whatever we got. Um, but then of course, you can some... tell he was like waiting for her to come in. <laughs> it was, like, it was so really weird. weird. It was a weird and, like, like, five second pause that it didn't need to be. Was this like, like, I just don't understand. Don't people like communicate like, Oh my God, I have class with so-and-so. And then like, he didn't know. He, like there's no way Seth Cohen didn't know Summer was in that class. <laughs> so, exactly. Cause he would have he probably had paid someone <laughs> to get like the copy of her schedule. Like, well, not just that he would have like had an open seat waiting, yeah. waiting for her. And she would have walked in the door. Summer, 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 here, summer, empty spot on my I table. Mean, technically you know I mean? that is what happened. Well, yeah, Maybe that's yeah. why I was standing. <laughs> I mean, he does end up giving his, his seat up to sit next to Anna to her because obviously it's summer. Um, and then Anna, who just the aggression of her towards Seth is so funny because Seth doesn't really understand girls. Right. You know what I mean? He's only ever had this mad obsession with summer since he was a young lad and a young lad. <laughs> I don't know. What's... I don't know. I was watching Game of Thrones. <laughs> Oh so God. Daenerys and <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh all right so so Anna and Seth right so that she I love the way she just kind of like no get your you know get your ass over here and sit down you're gonna sit yeah. down you're gonna have a half a cheek on the, like it no teacher so would have been okay with that no and like they didn't show you the rest of the room. They just showed you like the direct eye line between Seth to where Summer walks in. But right. I'm like, I have like every time I was in high school, there was at least one desk empty because they always made sure there was like an extra seat or whatever. Right. And like, that was the whole thing. Like if you got in trouble, like you had to go sit somewhere else and you can't yeah, do you that if you don't even have enough room for, and this is a private school. Harbor Hyde has no. too many kids. <laughs> <laughs> but their class sizes were pretty big like i was confused because um when they show you luke and ryan in the same class like the table's really small they're all together and i was like there's like what 15 kids in that class and then they show you this class with seth summer and anna and there's like 35 kids i'm like what is going on at the school with its class sizes it, it makes zero sense like the dynamic is stranger than strange at this particular moment it's very weird 
So obviously we have that moment, and then we transition um, to the Sandy and Kirsten battle. I will let you Oof. take the floor. Oh, thank you. So I can defend Kirsten. Um, so she like come. He she's already in his office, right? Yeah. Yeah. And throws. Sandy they're meets- supposed to have lunch. They're supposed to have lunch together, and she okay, throws. Yeah. A paper bag at him. Throws and he's it. like, at least it's not coal. Um, can we both admit, like, I will admit it, but you also have to admit it. Sandy is in the wrong here. Sandy should have told her. Yes. I mean, I, I will agree. We I have a strong um, a- opinion about Miss I Hide Everything Kirsten. So I, I can't be a hypocrite here and say that I do agree with his decision to wait as long as he did. I do believe that he was going to have the conversation at said lunch. But he but knew she, she right. was going to find out. But yeah, I don't know if he thought that it was going to be uh, as willy-nilly as fast. I'm not making excuses for him. What I'm saying is, Kenzie, you are right. I agree with you. Is that better? Yeah, it's a lot better. Okay. Um, Kirsten is in the right. And we'll just say, anytime you say Kenzie, you mean Kirsten. So, (laughs) uh, no, she's very upset. She's like, I like, and she's more upset that she found out from her dad or not her dad, like her physician. And she's like, now I have to go keep this from my, off my dad's radar. And it's like, I think it's extra layered because Sandy knows how Caleb Nichols is. And like he's so mean to Kirsten already. Like this is just gonna add another thing for Kirsten to deal with from Dragon Man, and um, I don't like it. And it's very like unsandy. Like like I know the case itself. They're letting us be- like they're telling us this is a very sandy case or whatever. Sure. Um, Which he explains why. Yeah. No. And it's like Kirsten recognizes that. Like we'll get to that at the end. But like. Um, there's the whole situation of like hiding it and letting it like, like fester and like get to be like an issue. It's so unsandy. Like, like Sandy normally is like, so like, did, uh, did you, you want to know what I ate for breakfast? Like, you want to know what I did? Like surfing was this like, but he's been very secretive about this new job. Like from like getting the surfboard to the very beginning, like meeting with them. Like he's been very secretive since he started talking to this like company. Do you know what I mean? I, I I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Also, Sandy always surfed in the morning because he was like, I am a district attorney and like I have no like I have so much free time. And then when he took this job, they're like, you can't really surf anymore because you're gonna have a full time job. But he still goes surfing every morning. Speaking of which, um, I would like to point out a callback from earlier in the conversations that we were having. Do you remember the scene now where Sandy and Kirsten say? We used to have our mornings together. When did this happen again? Because he does surfing every morning. I just because he they're together. always no. like having coffee, and he comes in and his hair's wet, and she's like, "How is right. surfing?" And I'm always. like, "So where when were your then? mornings like at yeah. four a.m.? Like, yeah. and like, no, that's just nobody is like having romantic mornings. Come on, like, if you told me it was like three a.m. before they went to bed or something, I'd be like, sure, but that would be like night. That wouldn't be morning." Like, I don't know. I just don't. There's some weird, weird call outs in this episode. But um, Kirsten leaves. I really wish Rachel had come in. That would have been really funny. That would have just made the situation so, so, like, she's like, oh, hey, I didn't know you would be here. Did you hear about that case I gave Sandy? 
Yeah, that would have been juicy. Oh, it's yeah. A, it's a missed opportunity. It would have happened if it was like the Real Housewives of Orange County, but not um, the OC. Obviously, we have our new, newly acquainted soccer player. I like um, that they're the same position. Yes. it's Like, uh, of course, Ryan has to go out for the same position as Luke. Obviously. Um, we get a little, t just a little taste of what is the head on the soccer field, which then transitions mm -hmm. into the little mini date that Marissa and Ryan were supposed to have, which obviously is interrupted by Luke. Cause anytime anything good is happening between Ryan and Marissa, Luke appears, Luke always appears. Always. Um, I hate him. he breaks down and cries, um, tells her, you know, he loves her, you know, it's very sweet. Um, I love the, uh, I love the scene here, right? Because you, they give you a feel that the camera work was impeccable. You see Ryan mm -hmm. a little bit and you don't see Ryan. And then you see Marissa start to cry a little bit. So you're getting it in your head. You're like, oh man, oh, she's going to take, he it can't hear, but it looks really bad from Ryan's ankle. Right. And she's like, maybe Marissa's going to take it back. You know, she yeah. looks like she's crying. She says like this sympathetic thing. And then he tells her he loves her. And it's just like, to me, it was like, wow, that's a cheap shot. You know, even though I was screwing around with all these other girls, I still love you though. Like my favorite part is when he's like, I just want to know what you're thinking. And she's like, believe me, you don't want to know what I'm thinking. And I was like, wow. And then she, he follows it up with, I'm sorry. And she's like, I don't care. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Whoa. Get it, Coop. <laughs> and then, um, Favorite He's like, I love you. And she's like, well, if I hadn't caught you, the sad thing is I would still love you. Ooh. And I was like, oh, my God. Drop that mic, Marissa. <laughs> it was literally it. like like left hook, right hook, like Bam. groin kick. It was just like one after another. I was like, Dr. Kim just set a fire under this girl. Like, 100%. it was really... It was really satisfying. To Another watch. great moment in the episode for Marissa stood up for herself before it was great. said she needs to focus on herself and then just completely knocked out Luke. Completely. It was, it was great. I just love it because he's like crying, like you said. He's being all emotional. She's like, I don't care. Exactly. <laughs> She's like, you know really, what? I really don't care what you got to say. Too little, too late. Exactly. Like, it was really great. Um, but it still made me really sad because sad Ryan. Like, Yes, he's upset again because he can't really necessarily hear everything that's going on. He can just see just having a moment yeah. that does not look like it's going to go in the favor of Ryan Atwood. Which there's a thing on this show about women keeping things from men. It's really depressing. Um, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> kind of. All right. So we now we transition into the worst. <laughs> can't really talk about nice about Sandy. And here we go. We transition into the fact that Rachel plastered this uh, lawsuit on the front page of the local newspaper. I like paused it so I could read the paper. It's like um, saying like this gets personal. Yes. Like, and I'm like, and then I like paused it. Cause all I saw was like a uh, battle over the wetlands gets personal. And I like yeah. paused it and it's literally like husband throwing down with, I'm like husband throwing down like, yeah. You could tell that this was leaked by Her Highness Rachel. Um, well, not only that, you could tell that these are the same writers that write a lot of the headlines today in the uh, world news. And that's why we have half the problems we do. <laughs> it kidding. was like so was personal. Hilarious. I was like, was. what is going on? And like, who cares? Like, 
You know what I mean? Like, who gets, like, their morning paper? And it's like, I care that my neighbors are, like, fighting. Well, you got to remember, he owns the city, so... I guess, but, like... But do people care about, like, Kirsten? Like, I would care about Caleb, you know what I mean? But I wouldn't care about Kirsten, because, like, we're led to believe that people don't understand Kirsten is, like, running this company, you know? That's a good point, that's a good point. But But, um, they are married, so the dynamic's interesting. it, It was really funny, though, because, like... It was just like she he comes back from surfing, like he's still in his car getting stuff out. And Kirsten was waiting for this guy to get home. Let me tell you, she was yes. waiting with that paper. Yes. And she came out a flying and throws the paper at him so dramatic. Like so upset that their um dirty laundry is just there for everyone to read. Yeah, which I mean it is somewhat of an issue. You know what I mean? This is not Sandy's fault. This is more of a Rachel trying to get into you know, the divide and conquer of, of the dynamic here. Obviously he did not help the situation by taking the case, but I mean, Kirsten isn't exactly perfect either. So, um, (laughs) so we're going back and forth. Um, let's see here. Oh, so we have a moment, which I thought, um, was hilarious between Ryan and Seth with his morning ritual. Yes, with his morning, this morning ritual. Coffee, bagel, arts and leisure. <laughs> when I was a kid, my dad used to give me the arts and leisure section of his newspaper. So I was like, that's really funny. Like, I wonder if that's where I got it. Could be. Like, I watched the show growing up. Like, I don't. But I just remember, like, my dad used to hand me that section of the paper. Probably because it was. Always with iced hot. coffee, oh. not hot coffee. Yes. Um, I don't care hot about hot coffee. Yeah, me neither. It's we not just alienated half the world. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> guys. I'm sorry. Um, COVID has burnt all of the hot coffee cups in the world. There is only iced coffee moving forward. 100. percent That makes which- zero sense, but I am a scientist. Believe me. He's <laughs> <laughs> not like half of Facebook. But seriously, like, Honestly. so. Um, also, um, if you're listening, Dunkin' Donuts, please sponsor the show. Yes. Um, yes. So my funny, the only the funny dynamic real quick that I wanted to say, um, obviously he's trying to get Ryan to talk. Ryan doesn't really talk. Ryan's reserved, et cetera, et cetera. And he's he said, like, you're about to say something. And he said, I saw words percolating. So funny. <laughs> I just thought it was hilarious that he probably yeah. said a word that Ryan doesn't even understand or comprehend. I'm not to, not to say anything bad about Ryan, but I'm just saying like, it was just funny. They go back and forth. Um, we transitioned into Marissa and Summer talking and we have old Summer back. Shouldn't I just be honest, Summer? No. But okay, hear me out. At this point in time, it I kind of understand what Summer is saying. Like she isn't dating Ryan. Like, because Summer goes, you haven't even gone on one date with him. Like you don't owe him anything. I do think when Ryan brought up, what were you doing? Marissa right. should have said something. But right. in this instance, like Summer's just saying, like, don't go out of your way to scare right. him away if you like yeah. him. Because, like, they're also, like, teenagers, so it's not, like... I agree 100%. It's not, like, Sandy and Kirsten and Jimmy. Like, this is a little, like... Like, if she was dating Ryan, yes. It's a whole different story, right. Yeah, for sure. But, But that's the thing. But you're right, though. As soon as she puts him on the... Or as soon as he puts her on the spot, it's... That's when she kind of messed up. And that wasn't Summer. That was Marissa. And, um, you know, you know, that's not the same at all. I do. I do. 
Um, it, it's and it's hilarious because the fact that they both just straight lie to each other. It, they're they're both guilty here because you know she kind of asked him. He, he could have been like, "I showed up." Right, and I saw you with Luke, which is weird because it's like, do like would so put yourself in both situations here. I what I kind of understand both of them. Right, exactly. It's new. Me too. Like it's right. not like they know how the other one's gonna react. Like it's a tough situation. It's, it's, the thing about it is, is the, the I hate stuff like that. Right, I hate putting somebody that you care about in a predicament where you're gonna force them to lie to you. Right. Yeah. And like, you know what I mean? And that's kind of what Ryan did by saying, yeah. Oh, what, what did you what do did last you? night? Knowing in the back of your head, you have a 50, 50 chances. She's going to lie to you. Yeah. So if she lies to you, you're going to be mad. Right. But if mm -hmm. she tells the truth, obviously a different story, 50, 50 proposition, but you're setting and like, what do you up. say? If she tells you the truth, like I talked to Luke, like how right. did that go? Because right. like previously when she's been like, I'm trying to choose between you and Luke, he's like all grumpy. So I'm right. like, I kind of don't blame her for not saying anything. It's like, not the best, but I understand. Exactly. Exactly. 100% like, agree. Because it doesn't make any, like, I don't, I hate that. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I don't know what it is about it that I hate so much. I just, I'm passionate. Hate and like, just that whole where you're just starting to talk to someone, you don't really like have a definition of your relationship with someone. Like, you don't know them yet. You don't know how they're going to react to things like. She's only had a couple instances with Ryan and like Luke. And it's just like, it's a new situation. She's like wading the waters out. Like it's exactly, it's interesting. Exactly. I'm not happy of the way either of them behaved, but I understand both of them. Exactly. Exactly. Look at that. We can agree. We can agree. There. <laughs> we can agree it's on not this, Kirsten. this topic. Um, I do love that Anna is having so much fun with Summer. I just feel it's like it's really funny. She's like, it, it's so funny because she literally goes, Seth, I don't know how girls like Summer think, but then she does. Yes, she does. She says that to, she says that one way and throughout the episode, especially towards the end of the episode, mm -hmm. she knows, you know, you can tell, you know what she's, you know, she knows what she's, yeah. she knows what she's doing. Because when you know she's I mean? like, um, they're dissecting, which is very rare because we're made to believe it's like what the third day of school and they're already doing dissections. That's not how school works. Um, no, you, there's like a whole permission slip doing dissections. Yes. Because I was vegan in high school and I never did any dissections. I always like had my parents sign me out of it because I like refused. Yeah. But you don't ever do it like the first week. It's like a whole thing you build up to. It's very weird that they're doing this. Like, I'm the third terrified day. of frogs, so I wouldn't do it. We did like my school did everything. We did like cow eyeballs, pigs' hearts, frogs. Like there let's were so our, many dissections. Yeah, let's teach our kids how to dissect animals instead of I don't know maybe how to do their taxes. <laughs> yeah. But like I literally remember always getting like letters to get out of it because I was vegan and I was like, I'll sue the school if it's forced me to do it. <laughs> um, but oh, she's fantastic. like, she's like a scalpel, like so dramatic. And then she's like, what should we start with? And she's like, the heart. And Summer's like rolling her eyes. Like <laughs> so, so dramatic. She just knew how to push her buttons and it was really funny. So dramatic for no reason at all. I love it. Um then we have an instance here with uh, Sandy and uh, his friendly co-worker. Um, she calls him Sanford, which is so funny. I was like, what? <laughs> like, Kirsten doesn't call him that. What's going on? Like, it was really weird. And she says the line of the episode. 
if your marriage can't survive this, what kind of marriage is this? It's so icky the way she's written. It makes me so <laughs> uncomfortable. Like, like she, no one would say that to someone. She subtly, like the way she says it, they try to make it this like sexualized thing, yeah. right? And but it's like it's that's not so how her weird. She, like, there's a brief moment in a future episode where she is written to be overtly like sexual and then kind of changes course and becomes more friendly. But like, she's actually just like trying to do her job and trying to get Sandy to do like the work he wants to do. And I'm like, that's fine. I just don't like when she's like pushing the boundaries of like relation, like their relationship or like commenting yeah. on his marriage. And it's like, it's just I, so icky. I hate it so much. It makes me really uncomfortable. Can I stand up for Rachel for just a moment? No, I like Rachel. I just don't like the way she's written. To no, I know. Like, I just want to stand up for her in this her particular comment? moment. Yes. I'm not saying it's not icky. It is. Okay, let me stop by saying that right there. It is. But put yourself in her shoes at the same time. Take the sexual tension out of the room for just a minute. She's no, trying so to rile up her lawyer. Yeah, to win so this that case. I'm okay with. I just right. don't like the way the writers but, make it a sexual she, thing. Like the way she said it, her voice kind of changed a little bit. It was like, if your marriage can't survive this, what kind of marriage is it? Like, but I bet you anything when they were rehearsing it, they were like, make it more sexual. Because right. And I don't sound like, like that. you're a sex phone operator. You know what I mean? Like when you yeah, say, like, like, I don't like that. Like, let her just be like trying yeah. to get her. Like, cause like I you're personally to, think you're trying to throw those subtle hints into you. The last couple I of episodes that she's trying I to get into Sandy's pants, which, you know what I mean? It's the eyebrows. Go Sandy. No pants. one can resist I'm them. Kidding. kidding. Don't encourage that. <laughs> I'm not. You're like, screw Kirsten for someone else kissing her. But Sandy, you're like, have an affair. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just oh kidding. <laughs> that was really funny. Just you just like backed yourself into that corner and I had really to take good. my shot. I'm sorry. Oh, that was really a, that was a home run. Um it was good. Um, <laughs> was so no, good. but I just like also, okay. They were having a meeting, right? Like the lawyers yeah. at the office and everyone was leaving. And then Sandy came in holding his briefcase. So he had not yet been to his office to drop it off. Why is Sandy getting to a new job so late in the morning? <laughs> Maybe he had his notes with him. I, 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 he's all, he's never at work when you think that he would be at work. No. And then, but then, you know, he has his work meetings, you know what I mean? He's weird. He's, I don't know. I don't know. I need serving. his job where you show up whenever you want, leave whenever you want. It, it seems like that's the that's the way to go. Um, obviously, then we transition into a little bit of a soccer moment. Ryan takes out Luke because he sees Luke and Marissa being mushy on the sidelines, but also saw them the day before. You know him having a moment where he thinks. So, like with the context Ryan has, Ryan's like, "This is not great." I'm just going to kill him is basically yeah. his mind, for, which is so weird how that whole dynamic happened. And then of course, Ryan gets in trouble and then, um, you know, Marissa kind of storms off being Marissa. And then we get to transition into the most awkward dinner in the history. It's of, so no, actually, uncomfortable. Wait a minute. It's not even the most awkward dinner of this show, but um, <laughs> <laughs> most awkward dinner in this episode. Uh, Sandy Kirsten, obviously we're at the table. This is we'll set the scene for you guys. Sandy Kirsten at the table. We have Ryan at the table. We have Seth at the table. Sandy Kirsten obviously are beefing right now. Super Qu beefing. Question: I don't understand how our kids don't know that they're beefing because it's on the front page of the newspaper. It would have been talked about at school, et cetera, et cetera. I know how school works. 
It's very weird. So I, especially they, like they a put, private like, school. Right. And they're playing like they, they're playing it off that they don't even really know anything at all. Like they yeah, don't, like, is it, you can tell. But maybe Seth, but oh, also Seth had the paper in the morning. Right. And it was on the front page. So even if you took front out page. the arts and leisure section, like wouldn't you notice like your parents' name or like your dad, like your grandpa's company on the plastered front page? And then plot which always... hole. Plot yeah. hole. So obviously Ryan is upset because, you know, Marissa, Luke, he's also in fear of getting in trouble at school. And then um, I love the fact that when Seth is just trying to be a chatterbox and then like he says, so hey, funny. mom. And Kirsten just looks at him with this like death stare. It's so, so funny. funny. So, Especially because so in the very beginning of the episode, um, Seth would try to just look at his mom to get her to stop talking. Yeah. And she wouldn't stop. And then he's like when Ryan comes in, he he's like, good morning. And Ryan just looks at him and he's like, how do you do that? Convey like a sentence with just a look. Exactly. And it's like everyone around Seth can do that except Seth. For, yes. But as um, the um, chatterbox of my family, I know what it's like to like try to talk to everyone at a dinner table and everyone be like grumpy and ignore you. Oh, absolutely. 100%. I know that so, feeling. <laughs> I think I'm the Seth Cohen of my family. I like it. Seth Cohen's awesome. Um, Sandy, um, Sandy and his Papa Bear speech, as I, as I wrote down. Um, it's very cute. Ryan, it was beautiful. Um, and like, you kind of have gotten used to Ryan being in their family to where you sure. kind of forget the stakes of like, Ryan, if you like get into a fight at school, like they can take you away from us. So it was kind right. of like re-reminding you like, yeah, we're nine episodes in and he's been living with them for like, what, four episodes, but like. Yep. They're like, listen, it's still a stake. Like, still, you gotta yeah. still We relax. still need you to, you know, behave like you promised. Whenever yeah. You again. Um, and I do love the little moment he had. He says, you know, Seth, Seth never really played, uh, you know, sports. Sports. So it'd be nice to be able to go to your games and watch you play. I was like, oh. It was really there's, cute. There's daddy going. Especially yeah. in the very beginning when he was like, you should join fencing or you should do um, the archery team. And Seth was like, we have a chance to have an athlete in the Cohen family. He's like, this is not me, Sand. Like, this is not me. This is Ryan we're talking about. And Ryan's exactly. like, I like soccer. And they're like, yes, soccer, not archery, not whatever weird other sport Sandy no. mentioned. Exactly. Because he was so used to suggesting like activities for Seth that he was like not used to being able to be like, go play soccer. Like, yeah, go do something athletic. Yeah. Um, uh, for the second time in this episode, Sandy and Kirsten are getting ready to do the, uh, do the deed and they're interrupted by phone calls. Both parties again getting the phone calls. One's daddy, the other one. I wish um I think a major low point of this episode was us not getting to see Caleb finding out Sandy 100%. was representing because like I Caleb is one of the best written like bad guys on a show, and yeah. I would have really liked to see his reaction. You could have done a little phone call. Hey. The split screen just, thing, I, mean, I would have been yeah. fine with it. Just because I just want to see it. Him just going off the deep end. Because you know he would have. Okay. He would have called Sandy every I, name in the book. I think he would have done that privately. But I think to Kirsten, he would have just been like really cold and like calculated. And like. You need to get a hold of your husband. <laughs> yeah. Like he wouldn't have been like really dirtbaggy. He would have just been yeah. like cold. And that's what makes him such a great bad guy. And I miss him. When's he coming back? Is he in the next episode? You better be. Uh, I don't know. I can find out while we're looking. Um, obviously, we transition into the world's worst affair because they picked cotton candy over 
um, funnel cakes, funnel cakes, just but not great. Again, also, what fair has one? Yeah, I don't. You walk <laughs> up to the, you walk up to the little thing, and you get all of it, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, come on, come on. It doesn't make any sense to me. No, he's not in the next. Oh, yeah, he is in the next episode. I see him. Yes. Uh, <laughs> sorry, so what do you have the only person actively being like, where's Caleb? <laughs> exactly. He's um, just so enjoyable. I brought I wrote this down like so many different times. Like Anna and Seth, chemistry is so good. Seth and Anna are so cute together. Um, so <laughs> I love this moment. Obviously, we have the the Ferris wheel moment, as I will like to call it. Right. Oh my god! You know what I wrote down though? I really like um, Ryan and Anna. Oh, they're cute. They have a cute dynamic together. Yeah. 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 When he, Ryan when kind of calls Anna out, like, yeah. "Hey, I know you like Seth. Like, what are you doing? Like, trying to help him with summer." I really like that moment because. You never really see them interact. Like, you know how we've always talked about how cute um, Seth and Marissa are? Yeah. Like, with their little cute interactions. You never see stuff like that. And I like the idea of, like, Ryan and Seth are best friends. So, like, therefore, they're they're going to be friends with whoever they're interested in. And I like seeing that. Because it's, like, sometimes it's awkward. But, like, Ryan's really, like, funny. They just don't let Ryan be funny. Exactly. Oh, 100%. Like, even because he kind of like twists Anna's words that like Anna says about like Seth. Like, he's like, um, talking about like girls don't like guys that like are like chasing them. Like, they want guys that are like aren't interested in them. And like, right. Ryan says that about Anna with Seth. And it's really funny because I'm like, he's never funny. Like, let this guy make jokes. Like, exactly. It was really yeah. cute. I love it. I love it. Um, and Ryan apologizing to Luke. Right. Oh, yeah. As they, as they're getting ready to go onto the thing, he, it was so uh, awkward because he's making his way to the Ferris wheel to see to, Marissa to, to get his so you woman. can see Marissa with Summer. Mm. Yep. It was really weird the way they're just standing there, but yeah. waiting Luke, to be on the ride. Luke is in the way, and Ryan just stares at him, and then he's like, "I'm sorry about yesterday," and I was like, "That's very kind of him." That's a, I yeah, admired that. that. Ex exactly. That's that's. Yeah, that's grown up. Grown up Ryan. We like it. On his way to take Luke's woman, though. <laughs> I like it because then Luke doesn't respond. He just like moves out of the way and Ryan. Yeah, he keeps... knows. He yeah. just knows though, right? You know what I mean? He It's he... too far. It's too much has happened. Like Yeah. You literally Marissa, try to cheat Luke... on her doggy. Yeah. yeah. It's time's um, over. Yeah, especially since we know what happens in the future as well. But um yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. Um, I, I love how quick Summer just bails on Marissa out of left field. Like Ryan walks it's, up to ask her for her place on the Ferris wheel, and Summer's just like, I'm not dealing with this, and then just walks away. <laughs> like what? I think because like Summer's probably like they do need to talk it out. You know what right. I mean? Like oh for sure. For and sure. it's like dramatic and cheesy that they're on a Ferris wheel. Like I kind of like at this point, not when the show aired, but I think like now Ferris wheels are like kind of like drawn out. Like I get it. Yeah, but like it does give them a chance to be like alone and no one interfering for sure. And like they rarely have any time alone. Like there's always something else going on. Like when they were in Tijuana, and there's other stuff going on. Like all this, there's always so much happening around them, and they're never really just like them. And it was like summer was like Jesus, just like talk, work it out. Like if you're going to end up together, talk about it. If you're done, talk about it. Like I'm done. It was really funny. I uh summer had a weird episode. Um, she was like better, but not great. Do you know right, what I mean? She had she had highs and lows, right? Yeah, yeah it was I mean, really weird. Like she like balanced herself out, but I was like, 
Just pick one. Very inconsistent. We want good written summer at the same, like all throughout an entire episode. Like, yeah, one. just one episode at this Please. point. We beg. I wonder how many she gets this season. You should have been writing it down, like tallying yeah. it. Like some are good episodes, some are bad episodes. I think she's only had one good episode so far, really, though. And right? it probably wasn't even the whole episode. No, it was just the bits and pieces of her whenever she went to, yeah. Um. Oh, my God. I mean, next we see Anna. She just puts one on Seth, right? She's like, I need to tell you something. And he's like, what? And then she kisses him. Just and lays one on him. Everyone except Seth thinks it's a real kiss. Anna included. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, he sees Summer and he's like, was that part of the plan? That was good. And Anna's yeah. like, yes. And I'm like, yeah. no, no, it was not. And <laughs> not at all. It was because I don't even sad. think Anna had the opportunity to vet to see Summer was around. Yeah, I don't think she knew. She just it was really, really sad that moment to be for her. And then he Got just ruined. goes and runs to and I kind of forgot about all this stuff with like how dumb Seth is like that yeah. all this stuff goes over his head, but I will give him a pass because he, I think this is like the first time he's ever interacted with a woman. <laughs> exactly. Like, <laughs> exactly. That's, that's, that's the big difference is, is understanding that he has no know, experience. None at all. So I, I will give him the benefit, of, but at the same time, like he just gets a big one laid on him, and then he sees Summer all by herself. My question is this: <laughs> Who is volunteering to go on the tilt the world with someone that says right they're going to they throw just up? Watch after the, after they just watched them make out. Like that was so weird. Like you literally just it was watched weird. And as Summer, because Summer might not be written as the smartest person. But right. Summer is socially written smart. Right. So she wouldn't know that was fake if he runs over to her immediately. I, that's a good point. That's like, I didn't look at it that Summer way. Summer is will... not written very smart. Which but is I get what you're because... saying. Yeah. I get what you're saying. But, I like that. But it's weird, right? Like she would know. And then she'd just be like, I won. Maybe that's the way she, why she invited, basically invited him to the Tilt World. You know, she did. But it's know? just weird because I would be like, if you're so easily being like, yeah, I'll go. Like, you're not with that girl. Maybe she knows that. Yeah, but it's weird. I don't like it. It's very like, I don't know. Yeah, because she goes, I'll go with, he says, I'll go on it with you. I may vomit. I like these odds. I like those odds. What? It's really funny. It's really weird. <laughs> it's Who wants weird. to be vomited on? Um, I do love whenever... Ryan is completely losing his shit over the fact of being. I love when he's like, "What kind of carnival is this, Cooper?" And then she it's sways so funny. The, she sways the thing. It's so funny. It's so good. I hate Ferris wheels, so I'm on Ryan's side here. You just don't like heights, or just not? I hate wheels? them. I hate heights so much. Oh really? That's yeah, so much. I hate them. Hmm. Is it because you're so sh no? Um, but Ryan, because <laughs> I still can't legally get on a ride. I don't know. No, I hate them. Uh, are you even allowed on Space Mountain? I'm Probably not. Um, I'm so sorry. I hate Space Mountain because of the dark. I'll, I'll establish that. Because um, you can't see where you're going. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It makes I mean, me nauseous. That the, the Ferris wheels aren't fun anyway. There's the dumbest rides I've ever like. It's just not. There's the one at um, Disneyland where it like the Ferris wheel goes around, and then there's another one going the opposite direction, and then what? your individual thing swings. Yeah, it's gonna that's gonna probably be a no for me. Yeah, it's a hard, hardcore no for me. Someone tried to get me on, and I literally had them go backwards so I could get off. 
<laughs> I was like, no. Not so true. I feel Ryan in this situation. Obviously, Ryan and Marissa have their moment. I love it right before. He's like, I don't like to talk about stuff like this, but yeah. I like you. Because yeah. he was so scared. He's like, just just saying. It was such like slicing. Right, you put like, him, he's in this moment where he's terrified. He puts, obviously, Marissa understands that he is terrified of heights as well. Kind of makes fun of him a little. Right. So, but at the same time, I think she understands what he did to get on to the Ferris wheel, yeah. just, just to have that moment with her. So she appreciates that, even though she does make fun of him. But at the end, obviously, she you know rewards him for his efforts. I would, I guess, you could say. Um, and of course, we have our you know the makeout scene. You know what I mean? The first Very time they've cute. ever kissed, right? I think so. Yeah, nine episodes later. Even though they should have probably kissed in the pool that we didn't get to see. Yeah, but, um, I'm assuming they did. We just missed it. But uh, yeah, so that, it was a great, great scene. I, I like the build up. They did a fantastic job of building this yeah. tension up again with the writing, right? You had, you know, the little subtle hint of the, oh, well, I'm, I won't go on the Ferris wheel with you. You know, I'm scared of heights type yeah. of situation. And then, and then later does. on, it plays it really the part, and then he just jumps on there. All right. So it's the uh, time of the day that we like to talk about. Who is Kenzie's MVP? I went Marissa. Did you? Did you? That's a great pick. Yeah, I just feel like she really came into her own. She stood up for herself. And I yeah. really admire that, finally. I almost yeah. picked Jimmy in his PJs, let me tell you. I I, I almost want to because I think there was a, two or three people. Uh, I almost, almost went Rachel. Uh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, that's my brand now. I'm just going to pick her for everything. No, but for me, it's easily Marissa, right? Marissa, hands down, you know, once she has that conversation, um, she really kind of steps on her own. It's it's first whenever she talks about how she doesn't, she avoids, not avoids, she dismisses spending time with Ryan, who she really wants to spend time with to focus on herself. Yeah. She has the moment with Luke. The end of the episode was very sweet. You know what I mean? She kind of played that up a little bit. I just yeah. feel like she, she was finding her own in the episode and it's it's easily to make her the mvp of the episode for sure i loved her this episode fun fact what do you got for us um i want to shout out one quote that i forgot to say oh yes sandy is like you know i've been pissing you off for years why should i stop now i <laughs> thought that was really funny <laughs> that's fantastic it was really good i couldn't not say it um i have two fun facts yeah uh first one we never see ryan play soccer again oh that yes. whole thing of him joining the soccer team that yeah. that was it never brought up ever again that's fantastic and then um when sandy comes and with the flowers and sees kirsten in the hot tub she's listening to a solomon burke song uh don't give up on me in a future episode, Sandy sings this to Kirsten. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I like it's that. like their unofficial song. I kind of like it a lot. I dig it. I dig it a lot. Yeah. Um, well, even though Sandy was a turd this episode, I'll give him. I mean, but was he? Yes. Um, first off, I so quick. Next week's synopsis is the best synopsis I've ever heard in my entire life. And by best, I mean. Worst. It's terrible. Oh um, folks, do us a favor. Head on over to uh, the musiccitydrivein.com. Kenzie and I write over there. We do some articles. She's been doing some fun OC articles that you can check out on uh, over there. 
Hey, uh, give Kenzie a follow on Twitter at Ken's Venunu. Give myself a follow at Ricky Valera underscore. Um, make sure to subscribe and leave a leave a review for us if you're listening on iTunes. Yeah. We greatly appreciate it. Leave us a little five-star review or three-star or two-star or one-star. And If you, you like Kirsten, leave us a five-star review. That yeah. will get us the most five-star reviews, guaranteed. But if you're really a big fan of, of Sandy, give us five extra stars. Yeah. Um, we want you to comment in the comment section why you – wrote your five-star yeah team cures to team sandy (laughs) that's gonna be a new thing um that's fantastic but uh like i said thank you so much for listening each and every week guys we really do appreciate your guys' support it is amazing and we are grateful for it so thanks for tuning in to another episode of the oc podcast and until next time we'll talk to you guys later